0: The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by Salescast. Salescast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. What is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I've got a fantastic guest today, Casey J. Cox, and he is a sales leadership coach podcaster, author, and we've got some fun topics that we're gonna dive into. Casey, welcome to the show.
1: Colin, it's an honor to join you. And shout out to Hannah Pryor for making this happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a ton of fun having her on. Um, and so, yeah, any friend of hers is a friend of mine.
1: Yeah, she's she's funny. Her husband, Ian, they're they're actually hilarious. Great, great couple, They shout out to them. They also just celebrated 15 years, their wedding anniversary, too. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Very cool, so yeah, thanks, Hannah, for making this happen. Casey, before we jump in, give us the short Cliff Notes version. Like, what's your sales story? How'd you get into sales? Why? All that good stuff.
1: I mean, I, just like most people who got in sales, I dream, you know, I had posters on wall of sales legends, you know, right next to Dan Reno. And I've always thought, I'd, <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I mean, I, I fell into it. Um, I thought I wanted to be a high school teacher and coach. And then I realized that there were so many things I wanted to experience in life that you couldn't, unfortunately, do via the, the the compensation that unfortunately teachers deserve way more, but they don't. Our society says they shouldn't make them, which I totally disagree. And I got out, my first job was a barcoding, labels, barcoding uh, label and um, you know, warehouse management system. I called them stickers. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they
1: weren't labels and made like six gazillion phone calls a day. Yeah. Uh, was growing my territory, but never made a dime of commission. Something was like not adding up. And, and I remember I finally went to my, my leader at the time and I said, he asked me what my goals were uh, for the next year. And I said, well, I want to double my salary. I want to be in front of the customer. He goes, wow, those are way too aggressive goals, Casey, for someone your age. And right then I knew it was time to to, to get out or find something different. And my, my buddy Kelly Hansen at the time uh, told me about this company called Hall Kenyon, which was purchased in June of 2004 by K-Force. Um, and I spent 20 years there in multiple roles and sold staff, technology, staffing. And um, and I got into more consulting, selling solution-based projects um, and had an absolute blast. And so much what I applied in sales, I learned from coaches, athletes, my parents uh, through sports. Um, that's, that's probably me in a, a 25-year nutshell right there.
0: Mm, wow. So good thing you got out of the sticker game, huh?
1: I still call them stickers. I mean, how do you not call stickers sticker? A sticker? <laughs> so...
0: Ah, awesome. All right. So is there anything you learned selling stickers that still sticks with you today? Uh,
1: I learned about uh, barcode technology. Um, I learned that the, the phone is your friend,
0: yeah. even in
1: today's automated world where it's all about social. And I'm, I'm, I'm still holding out hope that in the end, you, people can automate as much as they want. It still never is going to replace that human interaction. And when the customer says or prospect says, man, great question. When I hear that it's I and I want to ring the bell cuz that's better than to me winning a deal cuz I made a client think.
0: Mm, I love that. And and you know the phone becomes more powerful as less people start to use the phone. Yeah. Right? There's so many people <laughs> right. trying to book meetings through LinkedIn and email and AI and automation or whatever, the newest Mm -hmm. thing that comes out, which these are all great things, but the people that rely on them heavily, they're not using the phone as much and just makes it easier for people like maybe me and you that enjoy using the phone to actually get a hold of somebody.
1: Well, how often have you heard people say, man, can we just do a phone call instead of a Zoom or a Teams? Mm. And it's refreshing. It's like, you can actually walk around the house. You don't have to worry about, you know, wearing a shirt with like, you know, shorts down below. It's, you're you can just it's like old school so it's um yeah i I love the phone because i can control tone i can control uh voice inflection things that most sellers don't talk about they think it's this Mm. magical potion that you just show up it's going to happen and unfortunately you have to put in the work which people don't like to do. it's not easy
0: it's not no it's a lot of work to master the phone
1: yeah yeah and, And, and and not only master it but not be surprised when you're in the grind of pounding out phone calls and then you get the surprise when someone picks up and you weren't ready for it yeah like oh shoot yeah. uh bad connection you hang up like
0: yeah yeah no that happens i um uh, and i still cold call today man i do about four or five hours a week just good for, for fun. you just for fun <laughs> <of> uh, <laughs> sharpen <on laughs> the saw yeah and i listen to call recordings and, and all that good stuff and, and I, I like that you brought up tone like tone is so important mm-hmm. you know how you say things and how you make people feel is way more important than even what you say, and then being able to read tone as well and adjust based on you know what you're hearing, you know, and the tone that that they're using.
1: Well, a lot of the the speaking and that I actually and I fell into this speaking coaching. I did not leave to go do this. This just kind of happened. But you just quoted. But I don't know if you knew it, but you essentially paraphrased a quote. What I love by Maya Angelou, one of my favorite. Uh, people in life, she says, it's not what you said or why you said it, but how you made someone feel when you leave the room. Mm. And that gift I always teach sellers is if you ask, if you're in a meeting and you ask really, really good questions, or you ask really good questions internally, you're going to make, they're going to remember you from the rest. They're not going to remember, man, that Kong guy, his PowerPoint was so cool. That color and the font, it was, the size, man, it was awesome. He, right. They're going to remember like, if I talk less and the client talks more, win. and i I, that's i just don't think people are are getting taught that enough which is why i wrote my book when the relationship not the deal and you know we're i'm sure you i don't i don't know if you have you can relate to this but sellers are taught to build relationships people are taught to build relationships when they leave college but no one's teaching them how i mean some colleges like we talked before recording that are doing it but i think a lot of people who are just leaving school in this automated world need common sense about the power of um following through the power of setting expectations the power of documentation the power of checking your ego and asking for help the mm. power of saying i don't know help me out like that stuff to me is what builds authentic vulnerable humble relationships
0: yeah yeah and 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 i'm glad that you you brought this up <clears throat> because it was one of the things we said we we're going to talk about right so humility and vulnerability in sales which i think a lot of people are not even aware that like those are things that are important to in building these relationships in sales and I think there's it's so common that you see people talking about yeah adding value adding value and they think like providing a ebook is adding value
1: no and and, in the just to keep the theme alive let's drop the first step from the the word fucking value drives me nuts more than anything because (laughs) no one knows what it means and uh, it's way overused uh, it's, it's one of these words where you just like keep winging it. And so or like, you I remember,
0: saw, or maybe they saw it on a sticker. Yeah. And I, <laughs> maybe I sold them that
1: sticker. <laughs> but, uh, so I was actually so mad one time on a flight, like just like, like mad, I'm saying that sarcastically, but like mad, that I was like, God, this freaking word value is so annoying. Yeah. Like I'm going to make I'm going to make an acronym. And then when, when I talked to, when I was in doing internal trainings or, and now externally, I'd say, okay, if i want to be vulnerable to Colin today, I need to be, um, I mean, valuable, I need to be vulnerable authentic, level-headed, understanding, and empathetic. Mm. When I do those five things, well, that's value, right? But like, you can't, if I, that's what's kind of like when someone says, how can I earn your business? or How can I be more value for your business? Well, you should have been calling me freaking six months ago, dude. Yeah, right?
0: don't, don't earn- ask me.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs>
0: show you me. You should already know. <laughs> right. Show me that, you know, show me through your actions and, you know, that you can bring value. Don't ask me. You know, because now you're just wasting my time. Yep. Um, yeah, no. And and so and sometimes it's it's honestly just like actually giving a fuck, like just mm-hmm. paying attention. And like I know you brought it up earlier is like asking good questions and getting your prospect to the point where like, wow, that's a good question. Making mm-hmm. them think about something they wouldn't have thought about otherwise or asking a question that nobody else is asking or even challenging them a little bit and you know them thinking that they know how something should be or the way it should go and actually pushing back on that and saying you know mm-hmm. have you actually considered this or no you know that's actually you know maybe you should think about it this way um, that's adding value
1: oh 100% one of the one of the best things i got taught in my career was through a um, a guy by the name of John Kaplan so basic form of qu- ways to ask questions which is called ted based tell me explain describe uh, you ask, try it on your kids. You want you want to talk about changing the conversation, which is what sellers need to do to, to, to differentiate themselves. I use Ted based questions on my kids all the time and they have to answer me. They have to engage with me. They, I can't just say, Hey, bud, how was school? What'd you do? Now it's like, Hey, tell me what you love most about English versus science. Describe, describe it for me. Or tell me about a time you laughed at school or do you, you, had, you had fun basketball practice? Tell me more about it. Like pretend I was there, but I wasn't, I want to pretend I want to close my eyes and explain what, what was going on, like the ups and downs. And when mm-hmm. you show interest in people, they want to talk about themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um, I don't know. And you, you said waste their time. You also made me think of how, how often do, do sellers, when they just, when they follow up, uh, they stay, their follow up skills are, Hey, I'm calling the check in call. I'm calling yeah. to just touch base, which when I hear that, I'm like, you need to change your phrase. I'm calling to fucking waste your time. <laughs> like follow <laughs> up with a sp- follow up with a question, follow up with something you learn, follow up with something that they might not know about that, that, that generates a unique conversation.
0: Or even challenge them or push back a little bit. Hey, you, Mr. Prospect, you said this was important because of these reasons. Is this still a priority or not? Because yeah, you know, don't waste changed. my time. Don't waste my time. (laughs) (laughs) My time's important.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I got to get shit done. Like your sign says.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's, let's talk about the book a little bit. When the relationship, not the deal. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm guessing it's got something to do with playing the, playing the long game and focusing more on, on people over the profit or commission breath
1: hundred percent yeah this book came to me my like I got hit I feel like I got hit by lightning in Dallas about nine years ago, and I was helping train and grow a, a team in Dallas for one of our largest larger customers th- at the time and the the team that was I was helping kind of groom was younger not as experienced and the, and I, at the time I was our our top um, rep at at, at k force and uh they, they were, I could see they were so eager to please, like the old, the younger brother trying to make big brother happy. And they were so competitive and so about, I mean like just intense about everything that even when we did lose, they would get like, they would, so, they would get so frustrated. And I, and I said, um, I want you to expect to win every deal, but we're not gonna win every deal and be okay with that. And mm. then when we lose a deal, how can you still win a customer? And I got a blank stare. And I said, let's think about it. Think about if we lose, you know, I'm, I'm selling cups and Colin, uh, they, you know, Hannah picks cu- a Colin's cup company versus mine. And, and, but if I follow up with Hannah and say, Hey, Hannah, I'm, I'm bummed that we didn't get picked, but I'm following up to make sure that you got everything that you were supposed to get from Colin's cups. I want to make sure that you get a good experience and I'm here in case things uh, don't always go well, but I want to say thank you again for the opportunity to compete and, um, appreciate it. just something that shows I care. The number yeah. of times I did that, I picked up numerous deals. And then right there, I said, you got to win the relationship, you guys. It's more about winning people than winning deals. And right yeah. when I heard that, I was like, okay, boom, that's it. Uh, and then it was in my mind for like, like eight or nine years. I didn't want to write when I was still at K-Force because I didn't want to be distracted and use that as an excuse. And I left in March of 2019. And it took about two or three months to get my head right. And then from like April through August, from 9 to 11, I wrote every single day. Some days I thought I was freaking... Uh, you know, Beverly Cleary, <laughs> hashtag old author. And then some days, and then it was shit. And then there's days I thought it was shit. and It was actually really good. Um, but the best part of the whole process, column was the, the editor, the best editor I ever hired, I paid zero. And I, I did hire an editor and she was great. But the best editor I did not have to pay for, you know who that was? Yourself? My wife. Your wife. <laughs> I mean, she was so freaking good. And like, Every like, yeah. she's like, cause she knew my, she knew my voice and how we started this conversation around tone. I mean, tone is so important as we all know, as it relates to you know, messaging, which I know Hannah is very passionate about as a, mm-hmm. as am I. And, um, when, uh, I, I'm not a trained author and people have asked me who, who trained you to be a conversationalist writer. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about and but as you think about it think about all the the biz dev emails you send to a client you're focusing on tone how they going to read it are they are they imagining we're shooting the shit like we are right now are they are they thinking you're some douchey salesperson with a trench coat trying to pedal watches at me and wait that's um, a
0: really important piece let's not skip over that so why is it important for your messaging to feel like you know what you just described over some douchey you know sales trench coat sale used cars salesman or whatever Stereotype I, you want to imagine?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's important because I think so many prospects get shit tons of email. So many prospects are, are Zoom fatigued, or are, are so many prospects right now are s- stressed out as all can be with COVID. They're, I mean, we're working from home, like, and w- when when they can get something of a fresher breath there that says like, they maybe make them laugh. I mean, I'm not afraid to use smiley faces in email. I, I'm, I'm, um, emoji, I'm just so I'm yeah down
0: with emojis, dude. Yeah, I mean, I like to tell people like, use your messaging. Almost, I mean, with maybe some few restrictions, but like you're texting a buddy, hundred percent. Like you're yeah. texting a friend.
1: Let your personality come out. Yeah, that's a that's a great chance to do it. Um, no, I'm glad you asked that. But back back to the kind of the, the, the book. Why there's it's not sexy, but the the six pillars are the power of the golden rule. Starting each day with positivity. So as mm-hmm. a, as a top seller, how how often am I taking time to recognize the front desk person? A support team. How often am I treating them the way I want to be treated? You know, in kindergarten, that was all we were taught. But as we get into this adult world, we we all of a sudden can be assholes to each other, and it's accepted. It's like I'm like fuck that. Um, chapter two is all about expectation management and follow up. If I'm going to be there at three o'clock, show up at two fifty. Two up two fifty five. Be prepared with good questions that are going to make your client think. Chapter three is about the difference between listening and hearing. Both mm-hmm. listening is a skill you can get better at. Um, Chapter four is about documentation. I'm gonna use three letters that most of your, I'm guessing our, our our sales audience might freak out. Yes, guys, I want you to use a CRM. I want you to document not because your manager told you to because it's gonna make you look smarter. Document is like uh, the best thing that I, I was a CRM psycho. I love documentation. I'm a, I'm a
0: note freak.
1: Yeah, it makes me look like I went to Harvard. Um, chapter five is about ditching your ego, think letting your authentic self shine. And chapter six is about patience. Uh, and, pers- and persistence and, per- and perseverance. Mm. So, I, and I have stories, I have exercises in there. Um, I'm just, I'm passionate about not having this, um, uh, I'm passionate about trying to influence people that you don't need to be a complete dipshit. You don't need to go shower when you say you're, you, someone says you're in sales or go brush your teeth because they think you're an icky person. Like top sellers, when you have a good experience with a seller that's really, really good, you go tell someone about it. Like even like at the yeah. car lot, like dude this guy was great or she was awesome yeah. she didn't try to sell me shit. she actually tried to tell me to go down the lot to someone else like she believed in her product that much that she didn't want she was like nah we don't got it you got to go to this person they're they're better
0: yeah yeah so, or didn't just upsell on features maybe even maybe even downsold you on what you actually right sized you right right <laughs> you know um yeah no i love this concept win the relationship not the deal so uh, i think i'm gonna have
1: to is it on audible no, but you're the, the many of person who keeps asking me that, which is like, how many signs do I got to get punched in the face? Like, dude, okay. spend the money and get it on Audible.
0: Uh, I'm an, I'm an audiobook guy. I'm not, I'm not scared to admit it. So if it was on Audible, I'd check it out. Now you have to get it on Audible. So putting you <laughs> Challenge on Challenge accepted. I'm writing it down, brother. All right. There we go. Um, but because i what i'd like to teach my team and the people that i work with is 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 something very similar and i tell them in i kind of just tell them in really simple terms is like the goal is not necessarily to get the yes or to get the deal or to get the commission the deal is to deliver a good experience regardless of the outcome So the goal is to give them a good experience regardless of outcome, meaning regardless if they become a customer, if they don't become a customer or they come become a customer and leave at some point for whatever reason, Mm. the goal is to make sure that you give them the best possible experience.
1: Love that. And it's, that was very simply eloquently put yet so hard to achieve because it it is hard. Yeah.
0: Especially when people have, you know, pressure and goals and activity quotas and, bills and all these things that contribute to stressing them out to not performing. Um, But, you know, when you focus, when you have, when you focus, put your focus different uh, in a different way and and not just on the getting the yes, getting the sale, selling actually becomes a lot easier when you focus on the people and the relationships and Really, truly adding value, not sending them a fricking lead magnet downloadable guide that they don't give a shit about, (laughs) right?
1: Download my Um, piece of shit. It's so cool. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm adding value because I sent you a blog post that I don't even know you care about, you know? Yeah.
1: I wrote it and I can't remember what I wrote, but check it out anyways.
0: Or I'm sending it to you and I didn't even read it, (laughs) but somebody over here in the cubicle next to me said it's valuable.
1: (laughs) And I trust them. Yeah. He's only been here for three hours, but he seems like a great guy.
0: Yeah. Um, selling actually becomes fun. It becomes, it just it changes. And I wasn't always that way, man. I was I was taught like the worst sales habits of all. Everything that people hate about salespeople, I was because that's what I was taught. And then once I went on this sort of journey of like finding my own authentic self and like investing in my own personal development to become you know better professionally. Like a lot of people think like, I need to be a better closer. I I need the the perfect script. I need all of these things. And it's actually not that. If you invest more in yourself personally, you'll just totally kick ass professionally.
1: Could not agree with you more. Science says that, um, I'm not going to quote the actual science, but I've done research on. So on average, we as humans have 10,000 thoughts a day of those 10,000 thoughts, 80% are negative. So all this negative self-talk. And so as, as sellers, mm-hmm. think about that, as oh my, I, I got this big meeting with Colin, he, he's probably gonna be pissed at me, or he, maybe he's having a bad day, or should I call Colin? Oh, he might not pick up. I mean, we just beat the shit out of ourselves all day long. And that's why you have to work on yourself. I'm a big believer of exercise, meditation, mm-hmm. diet. Um, that's why it goes back to this uh, thing we talked about too in the beginning about vulnerability and humility. We all need help, every single one of us. I've mm-hmm. yet to meet the perfect person. I don't give a shit how successful you are. I was, like I, like I said, I hate to be Uncle Rico moment here, but I was our, our top rep at k for 10 years straight. They probably forgot who I am now. We're all replaceable. That company's doing great. They're probably doing better without me. Maybe they are, maybe they're, I don't know. But NFL stands for not for long. People heard that joke before. Like quarterbacks are going to be the top of their game. They go away. Along comes a Russell Wilson. Along comes a Patrick Mahomes. Or along comes, you know, someone will replace Tom Brady. And he'll always be hmm. talked about, but in the end... We're all replaceable. And so I just like staying grounded and being the best version of myself today. And I'm also very passionate calling about the number 1440, which is the number of minutes we all have each day. And uh, what I love most about that is what drives me nuts sometimes when people say, man, I, I love to read more. But I don't have time. I love to work out. I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd love to be able to get more clients. I just, I don't have time. I'm too busy. I'm like, bullshit. You're the, you're the problem. You don't need to have to should. Either you will or you won't. And when you can simplify your life and own your shit, like our, my boy um, Albert Einstein said, um, a weak, weakness of character, a weakness of character is, no, weakness of attitude is weakness of character. Mm. Um, you have to be positive. You got to believe. You got to see opportunity. Um, yeah, to it's endure- not that you
0: don't have time. It's not, it's that you're not making time or right. it's not important enough to you. So true. Yeah. Well, Uh, Casey, this has been awesome. I want you to just tell people about your podcast, which I'm super excited to check out myself and tell them where they can find the book and any other final thoughts or anything we're going to include in the show notes for them.
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for asking. Um, I have a website. It's uh, CaseyJayCox.com. So C-A-S-E-Y-J-A-C-O-X.com. People can find me, um, learn more about kind of what I'm up to right now from coaching to speaking to podcasting work um, my podcast is live on all major podcast players uh, comes out every Thursday morning where I interview a dad uh, it's called the quarterback dad cast and, and the goal is to people think it's uh, about about football and it's not it's just me making fun of myself and, and living the uncle Rico days of where I could throw that ball over the goddamn mountain and um Joking aside though, I know I interview dads and, and we get dads to open up and be vulnerable. We hear how they, how they grew up. We hear how, hear how their parents impacted them. Some grew up. I've interviewed many dads who did not grow up with a dad and there are some of the amazing dads. I've interviewed some, um, some f- few famous folks from like, you know, the play by play guys of the Seattle Mariners, which was like a lifelong dream to guy named kind of Michael Gervais, who's a f- fairly well-known performance psychologist. Um, and it's just, it's fun to talk to dads because I selfishly, I get therapy every week from talking to a dad. Yeah. Uh, and the goal is to help make sure that we have, they have 18 summers or we all have 18 summers to impact our kids before they, they go. Um, so, and I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's probably my most active, um, social network.
0: And can they find the book on your website or
1: the books on the website? It's also on Amazon. So if you just search my name, Casey Jacobs, or just search when the relationship, not the deal, I can send you a, uh, bitly as well if that helps
0: yeah no yeah i'll just drop we'll drop the link uh for all the sales hustlers listening we'll drop the link to the website and casey's linkedin in the show notes we'll drop it in there and uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you enjoyed today's episode subscribe write us a review share with your friends and we're always listening for your feedback thank you for tuning in to this episode of sales hustle are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.